What's up, boxing fans? Dax Khan from Talking Box from Billy C. Today's topic, the excessive backlash Virgil Ortiz Jr. is getting ever since his August 6th bout against Michael McKinson and a look at his career so far. Hopefully by the time I'm done, I will have figured out what I have been missing all this time in order for this criticism to be warranted. Ortiz Jr. is an accomplished amateur fighter just below the Olympic level. From 2012 to 2016, Ortiz Jr. won the National Silver Gloves three times. He's a national junior champion. He placed second in the Nationals as a junior. He placed second in the National Golden Gloves. He finished his amateur career with an estimated 120 wins and 15 losses. In short, I guess you could say Virgil Ortiz Jr. has been a student of the game long before stepping into a professional ring. With his father, Virgil Ortiz senior training him, Ortiz Jr. has benefited from the guidance of top trainers like Manny Robles, who trained fighters for both the U.S. national team, along with notable professionals such as Oscar Valdez, Jesse Magdalano, and Andrew Ruiz Jr. for his win over then-undefeated heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua. Ortiz Jr. was working with former world champion and one of the sport's best trainers of this era, Robert Garcia, a guy who stood in the corner many times as his brother Mikey won and defended championships all the way from featherweight to junior welterweight. He worked with future Hall of Famer Nonito Donaire, multi-time world champions Abner Marez, Marcos Maidana, two-time heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua, former middleweight champion Kelly Pavlik, to name a few. Ortiz Jr. and Garcia split on good terms earlier in 2022, just after his original date to face Michael McKinson was scrapped due to the fact that Ortiz Jr. was diagnosed and hospitalized with rhabdomyolysis, which is a breakdown of muscle tissue that can lead to internal toxicity, kidney damage, and even death if not treated in time. Um, afterwards, Ortiz Jr. did look into working with some other big-name trainers like Eddie Reynoso, he spent some time with Manny Robles, but in the end decided to go back to the team he started off with, headed by his father, Virgil Ortiz Sr. So let's have a look back on Virgil Ortiz Jr.'s career so far and the way he has been handled. The currently undefeated 24-year-old Ortiz Jr. stands 5'10", has a 70-inch reach, and started off in 2016 as a junior welterweight. He quickly gained attention because Ortiz Jr. was knocking everyone he faced out inside three rounds. He didn't see past the third round until his 12th professional fight when he stopped Jesus Barayan in the fifth round. And Barayan was a fighter who had just recently taken future title challenger Lamont Roach the distance. After that, Ortiz Jr. moved up in weight continued scoring brutal stoppage wins, increasing his level of opposition, but more importantly, his team also increased the experience level of his opponents and ones that possessed a variety of styles Ortiz Jr. had never seen, whether or not it was in the professional ring or in the gym. For example, in May of 2019, Ortiz Jr. was matched up against veteran Mauricio Herrera on the undercard of the Canelo Alvarez versus Daniel Jacobs middleweight unification bout. He blasted Herrera out in three rounds. And yes, Herrera had seen better days, but Jose Benavidez Jr., Ruslan Provokhanov, Mike Alvarado, Jesus Soto Carras, 
Pablo Caesar Canal, and a prime, then 140-pound kingpin Danny Garcia could not stop Herrera. But Ortiz did so in such a spectacular fashion that I can contest personally walking out of the T-Mobile arena just as many, if not more, fans were talking about that stoppage than Canelo's performance over Danny Jacobs. In his next fight, Ortiz Jr. was put in against Antonio Orozco, the former WBC Junior Welterweight title challenger. Orozco had 16 of his 30 fights at welterweight, possesses a come-forward style that forces opponents into a fight-or-flight mode similar to that of Virgil Ortiz Jr., except Orozco was more experienced. His team made this matchup to see how Virgil Ortiz Jr. would react to an opponent who came after him that same way if he would be able to keep Orozco on the end of his jab, what he would do if Orozco got past his range. Ortiz Jr. would win that by six-round stoppage, which was a statement considering the gap in experience and fact that former WBC champion Jose Ramirez could not stop Orozco in his title defense against him. After that, Ortiz Jr. was placed in against KG veteran Brad Solomon, who at the time had only one prior loss against a fighter similar to Virgil Ortiz Jr., a then-undefeated Konstantin Ponomarev, who, like Ortiz Jr., is a strong fighter. They are very similar in terms of size. Both have a 5'10 height and 70-inch reach, except for Ponomarev possessed a longer amateur career. The question for this fight was going to be, how is Virgil Ortiz Jr. going to react when he is in there against an ever-moving opponent who, while not hard-hitting, lands odd angles, has a height and reach advantage, and is not easy to pin down? Would Ortiz Jr. get frustrated? Would he swing wild? Would he cut off the ring, or would he chase down Solomon? Ortiz Jr., again, passed the test with flying colors, scoring a fifth-round stoppage, remaining composed throughout the contest. That fight was supposed to set up a big-name opportunity, except the pandemic hit Ortiz Jr. during that time as a stay-busy fight would take on the ever-available Samuel Vargas, stopping him by seventh round in 2021. The time had come for Ortiz Jr., to demonstrate if he could perform just as well against world-caliber or top-ranked opponents who have an equal or bigger size advantage and proven history to defeat other top names. So on March 21st, he faced former WBO junior welterweight champion Maurice Hooker, a champion who not only defended his title multiple times and had wins over multiple former or current title holders, he also had wins over a half a dozen undefeated opponents with 10 or more fights on their resume, similar to that of Virgil Ortiz Jr. After stopping Hooker inside seven rounds, Ortiz Jr. was still criticized. Questions were being asked on how would he do against a real welterweight. No one took into account the fact that one Hooker held a 1-inch height and 10-inch reach advantage over Ortiz. Also, Ortiz, early in his training camp, had to deal with a bout of COVID, which limited his time to fully prepare.
In his own words, he was not sure what type of physical condition he was in entering that fight. Should the fight go late, he wasn't sure exactly how he was going to be able to handle his stamina. So he just needed to go in and dog it out and score the stoppage. Which is exactly what he did, yet was still criticized. Then come August of 2021. Ortiz would face two-time Olympian Idgidius Cavalucas, a.k.a. Mean Machine, a fighter with wins over former belt holders. The first guy we've seen, Buzz, three-division world champion, two-division lineal, and current WBO and top-five-ranked pound-for-pound fighter Terrence Crawford. As with Crawford, Mean Machine was no easy task to handle early on for Ortiz Jr. Mean Machine landed some hard shots that buzzed Ortiz. Ortiz had to revert into a boxer. He had to clear his head. He couldn't get reckless. He had to go on and demonstrate that he was more than just a puncher. He was somebody that could think while inside the ring under pressure. Like Crawford... He ended up stopping Mean Machine, except he did it in the eighth round, while Crawford did it in nine. Again, another statement to the progression and talent of Virgil Ortiz Jr. So now, despite a one-year layoff, having COVID-19 in 2020, having to be hospitalized with rhabdomyolysis just five months earlier, Saturday, August 6th, Virgil Ortiz Jr., after a year layoff on top of it, according to social media fans and several media outlets, was exposed by a British fighter that was brought in to make him look good. Some even said an unknown British fighter. I guess he's unknown depending on how much boxing you follow considering the fact that in order not to waste a training camp, McKinson on the co-feature of the Alexis Roja versus Blair Cobb's main event that was broadcast on zone easily outboxed a very talented Alex Martin, a fighter who has only lost to either undefeated opponents or ones coming in off of single losses and most hard punches, punchers Martin has only lost by way of decision. So, McKinson has been on American TV. He is not an unknown. McKinson, who stands 5'9", has a 70-inch reach, just like Virgil Ortiz Jr., entered that fight 22-0, but with only two stoppage wins. So, he certainly is no knockout puncher. But, he is slick, hard to pin down, and is a fighter who knows where he is in the ring at all times. Also, what a lot of people must not have gotten the memo on is the fact Ortiz Jr. holds the WBO's international title while McKinson holds the sanctioned body's global version. Belts that most of us know are more or less ways of collecting sanctioned fees off contenders, but made this a significant fight for both men in terms of closing in on a title shot against current champion Terrence Crawford. As for how good McKinson is despite his punching power, the combined resume of his 
six prior opponents before entering the ring on August 6th against Virgil Ortiz Jr. was 98-7-3 with 40 knockouts. If you don't know the names, that's on you for not being the boxing enthusiast you claim to be. Virgil Ortiz Jr. just had his 19th professional fight. Each fight has either progressed in level of opposition or presented a style he has not seen before. This is how you build fighters. You give them confidence in fights early. You slowly increase their level of opposition. You start matching them against veterans who have seen and dealt with every possible trick that young prospect may know. It gives them stuff to deal with that that prospect has never seen before, forces them to think in that fight in order to gain a victory. Then you match them with opponents who will hit them hard enough to hurt them. See how they react to that. See if they are able to regroup, stay focused, turn the fight back into their favor, or if they're going to fail. Afterwards, Win, lose, or draw, you go back to the gym, you work on the areas that need improving, and you work on the areas you're strong in just to be a better fighter the next time out. Virgil Ortiz Jr. up to this point has done all those things and passed every test placed in front of him. What more can fans and media want? out of this young fighter with only 19 fights. There are prospects and even world champions out there that are being praised for doing lesser. The night the opportunity arrives, considering everything has been done correctly, when Virgil Ortiz Jr. does get an opportunity to challenge for a world title, fans will see a confident but not arrogant fighter walking out to the ring. If he is successful, because of all the hard work that he has put into it over the years, he's going to continue working hard to maintain his status. If he fails, because he knows of what he is capable of, and he knows his weaknesses, Virgil Ortiz Jr. will be the first to admit his weaknesses, he's going to go back to the gym and train harder so he's not going to walk out an unsuccessful challenger the next time. Virgil Ortiz Jr. knows his capabilities. He wants to work at improving them. He is in the gym on a regular basis, even when there are no fights coming up. He does this while fighters who have gotten bigger opportunities spend more time calling out opponents on social media knowing those bouts are never going to come into fruition than they do in the gym. Boxing has had enough belt holders whose ring walks last longer than their title reigns. Now that boxing is finally getting some unified, undisputed champions to clear up any chaos on exactly who is the best in every weight class, Virgil Ortiz Jr., as we speak, is preparing himself to reach that goal and be one of those champions. It's why he doesn't talk much. It's why when you see him on camera, he doesn't smile a lot. And it's why there's no nickname needed. 
The only nickname Virgil Ortiz Jr. wants is the one that announces him as new champion of the world. The next time you question opponent, keep in mind, being a world champion, being world class, means you fight opponents from around the world. Not just ones certain fans follow on ESPN, The Zone, or PBC. Like it or not, on the way up, or once reaching that level, there will be fighters, champions you face that you never heard of. Fighters that there is no footage of to view on YouTube. Jaime Mungaya, when he arrived for his title opportunity against Saddam Ali, was one of those fighters. And now he is one of the biggest sensations in the sport. No matter what, if you are going to be a world champion who fights the best, sometimes you are going to have to face the Michael McKinsons. There will be the Sebastian Formellas or Sander Martins who have stats on a website indicating they should be easy work, yet a skill set that doesn't describe how good they really are. Ask Sean Porter and Mikey Garcia. That's it for now. I'm Dax Khan. I'll catch you next time on Talking Boxing with Billy C. Until then, you know the drill.